1: people who um you know are those who follow energy and the uh the manifestation of energy and all that wonderful stuff that we like to touch on in human behavior the entrance of uh the new moon has created interesting conflict um they call it triangulation right that when a triangle is formed and so i thought today would be a great opportunity for us to really dive into Conflict, what is conflict, how is it created, why is it created, how to use it to your advantage. Um, I love what coach Isaac was saying about uh, being pitched in at the last minute, not meaning that he's always prepared. And I want to be able to touch on that today, too. So, Tony, don't let me forget about that, about jumping in. Listen, Um,
2: absolutely. And and speaking of jumping in, I'm going to jump in before you get into the meat of all of it. Go for it. Go for uh, it. To make sure that we're setting this room properly. So it is great to hear you, and hopefully we'll be able to see you. Um, So good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of, well, it's Coffee and Clubhouse uh, this morning. And we're going to be talking about conflict and just being another way uh, to... to, um, to break through your limiting beliefs and, and, and part of that designing your genius, right? Uh, is to, 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 to see that, to know that conflict, uh, and what that means and why that shows up in life. Uh, before we get into it though, again, I'm here with Amelia Antonetti as we are every Friday at 9am. And of course we are also streaming on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So if you want to follow along, join along, even though this morning we're having some challenges of getting Amelia's smiling face on here, uh, feel free to join, uh, we'll, um, We'll put the, the link in chat, Tara, if you can do that. If not, I'll do that when Amelia is speaking. Uh, we invite you, of course, if you're watching on social media, do share this video uh, out to your friends because this is one of those spaces where you wanna come and learn and grow and bring as many people with you as possible. And of course, if you're with us on Clubhouse, thank you for being here. Oh, you know what, I just realized my mic was a little too far away, so sorry if that sound wasn't coming in clear. Uh, if, you're just joined, if you're joining us here on Clubhouse, please make sure that you're sharing this room. Uh, hit that little box at the bottom of the arrow to share this room, uh, to wake up the algorithm. Let your friends and followers know where you are so they can come in, also learn and share, ask some questions. And of course, ping some people into this room that you know could and should be here because these are the conversations that can really change the trajectory of somebody's life. We're talking about conflict, and there is no one in life that doesn't deal with conflict. If you're not dealing with conflict at all, or you never have, then you're not really alive. So if you are, then we're dealing with conflict on a regular basis, and uh, we're going to dive into that conversation today. So thank you, Amelia, for. Uh, for leading the charge this morning, as you do every every Friday, and thank you for all of you who are here and are inviting other people into this room. We're 215 strong here live now. Let's see if we can bring that to 250 or 300. Let's bring some people in because these are the conversations that can change someone's life and perspective. So, with that said, Amelia, uh, let's let's talk about that. What is it, triangulation or something? I, you know, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not the yeah. astro guy.
1: I know. Well, Tara's here with us. We got a couple other people here as well. And again, I know some people um, give weight and merit to the energy around us. Other people don't. Uh, Where you stand on that is really irrelevant for this conversation because conflict is just part of life. But conflict is something that's also misunderstood, right? Um, When we bump up against something that does not work the way we intended or the outcome is not how we envision it envisioned it that is conflict right so when you are receiving what you did not intend is a mini conflict right um and so these things happen all day long all day long anybody who's following me in ig got to see my little episode yesterday at the airport Um, because I was doing nothing but facing conflict, right? As I was trying to get from New York City here to Nashville for the SMART meetings, um, which I'm really excited about here to speak in a couple hours. So first and foremost, I am watching the chat. So are um, all of the other Designing Genius um, powers to be. If you are facing conflict, if you have a question about conflict, I'm watching the chat so that I can actually answer some questions, but let's start from the baseline. Conflict um, is information right? That's all it is, is when you face something that isn't what you intended. It's either giving you a piece of information for you about you, or it's giving you information about something or someone else. That is the only purpose of conflict is a directional guide for you to be aware of information in your formula for success, right? So whatever it is that you want out of your life, conflict is to show you that something is no longer serving or there's something that you need to know in order to be able to move to your highest and best self right so right now the energy around us is in triangulation I'm not even saying that word right try Terry how do I say that word correctly Can- so I don't trip over my own tongue um uh, wow, it, nothing it, is working today. I know, right? I'm like, I'm like right. Nothing is working. Right. It, yeah, so it's triangulation. It's, all, it, it's triangulation. triangulation. Yeah, so the, so yeah. the moon just happens to be um, to, to square Mars and Gemini. And so that brings challenges because actually Mercury rules both Virgo and Gemini. So it's this beautiful triangulation. Right. So the triangle, if we all go back to geometry, right? Creating a triangle. So there's you. There's the intention and then there's something else, right? So that just, if you, for the visual learners, that's the triangle that we're talking about. And what you have to understand about triangles is you don't necessarily need to be the original source. A lot of what's happening right now is somebody else's source that you are part of. So when people get confused about why things are not working, because our ego is alive and well, our ego thinks, well, I didn't do anything. I wasn't thinking that. I Like I got my shit together. So like, like well, it's, maybe it's not you. Maybe you are variable B and not variable A, right? And so as you try to move through and you face this conflict, the greatest source of strength is to be able to approach the conflict with what shit am I supposed to be learning right now, like at this moment. So just to give you an example, so yesterday, um, as and again, everybody who has ever traveled in your life, you know, you're going to get to the airport, you try to get there on time so you can get to the gate. Um, well, when we all got to the gate, our plane was canceled. Not only was it canceled, I was informed that I did not exist. So I didn't even exist. And I was like, listen, you know, not, not just to be Captain obvious, I couldn't be here at the gate unless this ticket that I'm showing you here on my on my iPhone allowed me through security. So for you to tell me you can't find me in the system, what I am showing you the ticket with my name on it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make logical sense how I'm standing before you. But that's neither here nor there. There was a few of us that magically just disappeared yesterday, but the response was different. Right. So the way people respond tells you about character. So the uh, little grouping of us, our non-existence, there was five of us who don't exist in the system, were losing their shit. I mean, literally. Now, trust me, inside of me, I was like, oh my gosh, I've gotta to get to this event, I'm speaking, I'm doing stuff tonight, I promised to do this, that, and the other thing. My, all that was going through my head. But at the same time, my reaction to conflict as a behaviorist is to step back to observe. And the reason why I step back to observe is that your greatest knowledge nuggets live in these moments of conflict. Sometimes it's teaching you about you, and sometimes it's teaching you about those around you. And the reason why I really, 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 really want to stress this is we've spent a lot of time on the Genius Hour talking about, um, and not just me—I mean, I think everybody who hits hit this stage—we talk about the people you surround yourself with, the people you surround yourself, the people you surround yourself. Here's the miss-up of this formula. You're judging, and I use that word lightly because judgment has its own issues, but you're grading the people around you based on how you feel about them. That is derailing number one. And also evaluating them at their best behavior. Right, The the majority of the time, this is how they show up. That doesn't give you strength in your ability to scale at anything. You have to take a look at the people that you are choosing to be on your team at the absolute worst, the worst scenarios. Only look at how they show up in the worst scenarios And then ask yourself if you want them in a dogfight with you, right? One of the greatest compliments I think I ever have gotten in my life was that a lot of my inner circle has said to me that if they were in a foxhole, they would want me there by their side. Because I am really, really strong in the worst scenarios. Now, you may not like me in the best scenarios, but in the worst scenarios, I'm usually people's first call. And that's very important because it speaks to the ability of my character, my belief system, my uh, sustainability, my resilience, my bounce, right? That, that is a big part of who I am, is that what I stand for in my best hour is also what I will stand for in my worst hour. And that is what you have to look at with the people around you is how do they show up in the worst of hours, right? And this is why tragedy, right, and trauma enters our lives because it becomes a mirror of who the people are, right? So for those of you who've been traveling along with me this year, uh, many of you know that my children's father committed suicide in May of this year well let me just tell you that was an intention getter right because it was interesting to see who leaned in during this difficult time and who leaned out and they lean out not because they're bad people please 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 do not hear that at all it's not because they're bad people they lean out because they don't know what to do see a lot of times in conflict people choose to do nothing But nothing, to do nothing, speaks to who they are. It speaks volumes when people choose nothing. Nothing is an answer, right? And so in conflict, right, especially now, there's a lot of people right now having to dig in, right? Scott Simons was talking about it a little bit in um, him and Ramon in the earlier segments, right? Leaders do the things that they don't want to do but know that it's part of the responsibility that it needs to do leadership is the yuck that nobody else wants to do because if somebody else could have handled it it would never have shown up on your desk you get to do the yucky stuff so if you want to be a leader realize that your entire job description is to do the shit nobody else wants to do that's the job description Right, The fun stuff everybody else gets to do because those are the easier things to actually do. You get to do the stuff that is difficult. If you don't like to do the stif- stuff that's difficult, if you don't like to do the stuff that doesn't come with instructions, if you don't like to do the stuff that makes the- people uncomfortable, then just don't choose to be a leader. That's okay. We need both. We need people to lead and we have need people to be the actual team. We need both. and. If you really mastered a skill, you learn to do both, right? Sometimes I'm leading and sometimes I'm following. Both positions are necessary for success, right? If you can only do one and not the other, you have a problem. And so there's a lot of conflict happening around us due to what's going on in the energy of the world. And with that, it's showing us information. That's all it's doing is showing us information, showing us information about ourselves and showing us information about the people around us. And so what I really want to get sticky here is as your behaviorist, my responsibility to you to serve you is to be able to show you what is happening outside of what you can see. So if you are facing conflict right now, here's an amazing opportunity to unwind the conflict so that you can get the information and from that information, determine where the value is in your formula for whatever it is that you're going. So I'm going to pause there for a moment. I know I've got Tara here. I know I've got Patricia here. I know i got Tony here. i got a lot. I know i got, I got Dami here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I like, I like the word rock behind her name every time. It makes me feel strong. Um, I've got a lot of people here. Oh, Miss Forge Riley. Is Miss yeah, just- Forge Riley actually here? No way. Is she?
3: No, oh, she just popped in. I'm here in Orlando heading to a speaking engagement. And I just, when I saw your beautiful face, I had to pop in and shower you with love.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. Listen, people, if you're not following Forbes, Forbes and I go back so many years, it's not even funny, but talk about a powerhouse that has absolutely paved the way for so many people. Billions, that's a B, billions of dollars she has sold on air um, all across infomercial, QBC, you name it. HSN, she has sold, 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 sold. And she does a pitch. If you wanna know how to pitch anything, doesn't matter personally or professionally, you're always pitching. If you wanna know how to pitch, you absolutely need to join her community, join her classes, her training. Forbes is incredible. Um, I, I consider myself a better human because I know Forbes and she has the greatest love story of all times. I am telling you it is a, it's a, it's like a Harlequin romance. I mean you have to just watch it just for that. For those people who have lost their faith in love, you just need to follow Miss Forbes and her man because I'll tell you they invented the word love.' It's like a cover. Agree-
2: hey. <laughs> he, and he looks so like good. the cover of, of – of, he looks
1: like uh, Fabio. <laughs> he does. They both do. They are the living version so of the horror romance.
3: You know what? I'm going to post a cute picture to the two of us. We are done up this morning. I will tell you, Amelia, you just said that I've got a new book coming out called The ABCs of Pitching. Would you like to write a forward for it?
1: Absolutely. I'm in. Abs- hands I mean- down. Absolutely, I am there. Yes.
3: You and, I, you and I have a love story that goes way back. And as does Tony, I'll give you back the stage because I'm going to breakfast. I'm going to be listening. But I'll tell you what, guys, on the stage, one of the things that you just witnessed is that they say that your net worth is your net work. Two of my dear friends, and we're talking offline, in person for decades, just edified me, just for popping in the room. Of all the things that you do in your life and all the sales and things that you think are important, having relationships like this are truly what matters and i love you both thank you so much love you too forbes
1: i'll follow i'll follow up with you miss forbes absolutely the answer is always yes for you i don't even care what the question is the answer is automatically yes and a hundred percent that is what you have an opportunity to do is to lean in and literally build your network your network is what amplifies you from you growing to the next level right it's not about using your network, the network allows you to become your best version of yourself. Somebody leaning in to say, I see you, I believe in you, and I'm going to help you get there, right? That is what your network is all about. And you hear a lot of us on stage. I mean, the beautiful thing about Clubhouse is that so many of us have known each other for decades. You just meet us here. We've known each other. I've known Ford. My, son, my son's first crush, right, he was just a baby, just a kid, was Forbes Riley. He was like, oh my God, she's the most gorgeous woman I've ever met in my life. And he still says the same thing today. Forbes had a huge influence on me as a single mom helping me ra- raise my oldest son. And that matters. And like all these years later, right, my son's 28 years old, right, all these years later, Forbes still inspires me to become more, and so yes, what an honor it would be to write the forward of the book. And Patricia's over there going, "What? What are we doing now?" <laughs> Gregory, what? She's like, "What are we doing?"
2: Um, well, listen, um, I love it. Relationship capital is everything, right? It's yeah. not the it's not um, the 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 zeros in your bank account, but the number of people that you can uh, rely on, look to, and, and and consider friends. And Forbes is an amazing. Uh, amazing human being. I don't know Forbes how long we've known each other, but it's been north of ten years, or I, I don't, I'm not even sure how much how long it's been. But uh, it's been a great ride, and I look forward to much uh, many more uh, many more years of friendship. Listen, Tony, Tony, you know this. Sure.
1: Listen, I was at one of the worst phone calls I've ever received in my life. Worst phone calls, right? That Anthony killed himself.
4: Hmm.
1: When I was standing at the funeral it did not matter how much money I had in the bank, zero, zero. Did not matter how many houses I owned. Didn't matter how many cars I had. It did nothing matter in that moment, other than me and a very hard conversation with God, I right? Going holy Toledo, what just happened? What just happened? And in that conflict and that trauma, because I'm still digging out of the trauma, still digging out, I had to ask myself, what, what am I supposed to be learning? What, what, what does this mean? And so it is devastating. And so your assets are not helpful during those times. Your assets are the people are the people that are like, listen, I know you're suffering. It's okay. I got it. I'll take that call. I can't even tell you how much food was sent to my house. How many people sent food, sent flowers, right? GIs on here. I still have the most beautiful, beautiful, amazing bouquet with my name on it in my office. I looked at it every single day because it reminded me that there was work I still needed to do that I could not roll over into a fetal position because I still needed to do work here on earth and more now than ever, given the circumstances of what happened so close to me, that people are in so much pain that I need to do more, need to do more. Matter of fact, I'm on my way on October 1st to serve our veterans in San Diego, California. So GI, if you're actually really here, I'm loving and I'm kissing on you and I'm thanking you. Um, You are in my heart for ever because that had such a huge huge impact on me my family i look at it every single day it means the world to me and By so the way, that
2: was just that's just another example of conflict that you that you had to deal with
1: right and conflict comes to, to all of
2: us and i'm sorry i don't know if, if GI was coming in i heard something as i, I started to speak
1: she might be working at the same time she may be so, listening
4: and working I, I'm yes. driving sorry I was trying to get to the unmute button love you more 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 I'm driving uh so I apologize for the lateness but the feeling is mutual times 10 lady Appreciate
3: I love you, you GI love I you just
4: absolutely love you I'm
1: I am just I am so proud to witness the greatness that you do every single day
4: every single day Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You're, you're going to make me tear up. Uh, lady, uh, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to say it publicly, but the grace and, and vulnerability and authenticity with which you handled your conflict is an encouragement and uh, permission for all of us. So I love you and thank you.
1: Oh, you're so kind. i'm I'm I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm driving. I gotta come see you. I, I'll get in the car and drive. I just absolutely, um, one of my favorites, if you're not following her on LinkedIn, you must. You must, you must him up. She's one of the top voices on LinkedIn. Um of course, follow her here too. Um, But absolutely, positively, um, there is a woman who is knocking down doors and paving the way for a better way for all of us to show up as we go back from this um, big universal reset. So I want to dive back into conflict. I do want you guys to chat here in the chat because now is the time to really be able to utilize us to say, hey, listen, this is what's going on in my world. What is it supposed to actually mean? Right. What does it actually mean? Because. There's so much that's happening. You may not you may miss the lesson. And when you miss the lesson, it repeats, right? Yeah, so you, we don't destined, need it again.
2: Exactly. You're destined to repeat it. And I'm just gonna just jump in and say this is that, you know, anyone who's done anything, accomplished anything, whether it be G.I., Amelia, myself, any Forbes Riley, I mean, think about the uh, the amount of conflict that 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 people have to grow through in order to grow into who it is they need to become. Conflict comes into our lives, not to disrupt our lives, but to show us you know, where there's a problem, show us where there's an opportunity in, may, in most cases. Conflict, my friends, is opportunity. It's opportunity to change your life, to change your relationship, to change your business, to change the world. If there was no conflict, there would be no growth. And conflict is just that pressure that's there that's forcing you or giving you the opportunity to step into your greatness right? You know, he, again, you know, it reminds me of of, 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 uh, of something that I read, I don't know who wrote it. So I don't, I'm not, certainly not going to take credit. You know, it's somebody, it, it, it goes like this, I asked God for strength. And he gave me difficulties to over overcome, I asked God for courage, he gave me dangers to overcome, I asked God, God for, for wisdom. So he gave me problems to solve, right. And, you know, And conflicts are those opportunities to find the strength, the courage, the wisdom. That's how we grow into who it is we're becoming. So if you're going through a conflict right now, again, it's a great opportunity to uh, comment in the chat, put up your hand, whatever it is, come on stage and ask the question to help, so that Amelia, myself and other people can pour into you because we've already grown through some of those conflicts ourselves. And this is how we grow, right? By helping each other. And that's how we grow ourselves is by helping other people, but conflict, Is, believe it or not, it's your friend because it's coming to help you grow. Um, So I just want to add that. And I'm back to you, Amelia.
1: So for me, I never get the signal for the small complex, right? My ego gets way in my way, time and time again. My ego, absolutely, God will give me little signs. I'll ignore them. I'll think I know better. I think I can fix it. And then, bam, I get the big one because for some reason, I don't seem to get my attention until it literally smacks me right in the middle of the forehead, right? Because I am overly confident I can fix it. And that is part of my continual challenge. That's why the conflict in my life is really big because I only pay attention when it's really big. And so if you miss the small ones, you're going to get big ones. If you don't want big ones, you gotta start noticing the small ones. That is my message, that's why vulnerability for those people that are doing Designing Genius with us, first and foremost, thank you. Um, and if you're doing Designing Genius with us, please know that any of these cities that I'm in, if you have gone through the course, I will then meet you before or after my speaking if you've actually gone through the course. So as I hit today, I'm in, I'm in uh, Nashville, I'm heading to Dallas with Trevor Houston, I'm on my way to San Diego, um, I can't remember where else we're going, but if you've gone through Designing Genius, please know that part of the community, that is something that you, we, we do, is we help work through your workbook for you. So if you need and the link, the link is at the top. Um, I was but gonna I say, wanna-
2: by, by the way, I'm just going to say before you carry on, if this is the opportunity, my friends, if you haven't done it yet, if you're watching on social media, there's uh, the, the going across the banner, it says the designinggenius.com. If you're on Clubhouse, it's at the top of the page. Make sure you're clicking that link. Join the community. Go through the program. It's an opportunity to meet with Amelia one-on-one as she's traveling ar- across the country. And while I've got the mic, I'm just going to reset this room real quick and just say good morning, everyone. This, of course, is Coffee and Clubhouse here uh, with the... Breakfast with Champions room. We're of course also streaming on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, so you can uh, join. Well, I was going to say join us. Of course, we're Missy Amelia's smiling face today because of some technical challenges. But well, you got me. Uh, but make sure that you're following us there. You're sharing the videos, and you're also sharing this room. So click on the bottom of the page if you're on Clubhouse. Hit that little box. Let's share this room to your hallway, so we can reawaken the. Algorithm And people know that you're here and also ping people in individual that you know could and should be here because, again, this is everybody deals with conflict, not everybody knows how to deal with conflict. As a matter of fact, I think we're at a deficit right now. And we're not allowing people to deal with conflict specifically, we're not allowing kids to deal with conflict because every everything is so sanitized and protected. Uh, but conflict is what forces us and teaches us how to grow. And if you don't learn to deal with conflict when you're young, it gets much harder to deal with as you get older. So it's important to know that, to, to build up that emotional intelligence as well. Uh, and that's what we're doing here today by sharing uh, that knowledge, sharing some wisdom along the way and helping uh, helping you through this. So if you're having a challenge right now, now is a good opportunity to put up your hand, make a comment in chat, ask Amelia um the question ask me ask anybody uh, just put the question out and we'll pour into you and again reminding everybody click the link above designinggenius.com for those who are on social media watching us make sure that you're going in order the book join the program join the community you will not regret it so with that said passing you back the mic amelia um and let's see who we've got with some questions
1: Awesome. Good morning, Amelia. I have a question for you. So for us that know you really well, we know that you do a lot of work in the corporate space. And so there are different sources of conflict. And I know there are a lot of people in here in that space. So can you talk a little bit about the value contact, uh, conflict or the difference between that and like power, the interpersonal conflict, um, or even like, I guess, most importantly, the environmental, uh, conflict that you find in corporate spaces, that's where you like shine the best. Oh, you're so sweet. You're so sweet. Well, I think in the corporate space, especially you know um, now that we're most of us are still either a hybrid or fully remote, the problem that existed in corporate continues to continue, which just now makes it worse because we're not underneath one roof. Um, and that is, you know, humans by nature want to please. I think that business uh leaders and business owners forget that the innate instinct of a human is want to please that is a force and when somebody works really really hard and then comes to the meeting with their work or their thoughts or their opinions or their projects and one if they're completely ignored that's one set of conflict but the one that i see most most often is that what we call in our community, Tara, is the 70% rule. People work so hard, they strive for perfection, they go all the way and they're married to their work. And now when they find out that it isn't what their uh, team uh, p- uh, teammate wanted, it's not what their boss wanted, it's not what the company wanted, that there was a pivot or a misunderstanding the energy is conflicted, right? So I worked really hard. I showed you my work, Tara, and then you're like, okay, really appreciate that, but I want it to be purple, not pink. The internalizing of that energy is so destructive because there's nowhere for it to go. Now I'm fueling bitter, angry, and resentful because I went all the way and you just rejected me. And it happens in small sound bites every single day. And in in team environments, it can happen two, three, four, five, six, seven times in a day. And then you compound that, remember compounding, right? Compoundish and compound that energy over time. And we wonder why people go, I hate my boss and I hate my job well because they keep trying to please you and you keep rejecting them that is why putting in clarity for the team of expectations um for those people who were closest to me they know every single day i'm like start it show your work start it show your work i want you to go minimum do minimum effort and then show the work. If you go past 70% in my belief system, in my grouping, in the designing genius world, if you've gone past 70%, you are hurting yourself and the team. I never want anybody to go past 70. 70 is perfect in our world. I would rather you go 25% of the way there and then what we call is the buddy system. And for those people who are going through designing genius and becoming part, you are going to learn all of these, we call them tools, right, in order to have success. Because if you've only gone 25, 50, or 70% of the way there, you're less married to the work and you have the ability, the space for other people to contribute. If you go all the way, I have to now fight you to put in new information. That is the conflict that happens in corporate America every single day.
5: Amelia, this is Tarico. That's so good what you just shared and so powerful. When you actually understand the origin of the word conflict, then the, um, the prefix of that word, uh, con, means together. And the origin of the last part of the word conflict comes from the word uh, Latin word figure, which actually means um, stuck or stuck, to struck um strike together and so that word conflict actually is about figuring it out together so a lot of people even in understanding meaning of the word the origin of the word would have a different perspective about the word if we understood it right we think that conflict um if you look at it too there's another word tied to it called conflictus which means a contest. And so we really have to get the meaning of, of words and understand it through its proper etymology. And when we do, it helps us to make the connection. What you just explained that togetherness is what you talked about in corporate America. I don't want you to go beyond 70% because if you go beyond that, then you're not doing it with. Right, right. And so
1: and that so you're making a point, right? Brilliance is born in conflict. I say that all the time when people are building a team. The worst thing you can do is hire your friend. The worst thing you can do is hire somebody who's like you. Conflict, healthy conflict creates brilliance, which means you as a individual, a leader, a teammate a whatever, have to get comfortable being uncomfortable because the conflict is what causes you to become your best, right? We have this cushy thing about, well, we're gonna be a family
3: and we're gonna be whatever, no. Premise.
1: Through conflict. And for any of you who've ever moved through conflict with another person, what happens? intimacy intimacy trust when you move through the conflict you build the relationships stronger why we don't teach this is beyond me when we adopted the everybody gets the trophy everybody kumbaya we stopped our ability to grow because the minute something gets uncomfortable we shut down or we run away so and so Trigo, what you're talking about is they prep to be connected because the work is better together. I can't create great work on my own. My work by myself sucks. My work works great with other people, with, right? And so you have to learn that when you're creating that, that even in the work environment, your teammates, that's an intimate relationship. You're sharing with them your vulnerability. I don't really know. I'm not really sure how to do that. I think this is the next one. You're extremely vulnerable during those times. Well, that's the whole point. The whole point is to create conflict. And solve that together, right? The power of togetherness. And so we've built so many soloness. Soloness. You take away if if you listen to how leaders have been built the last 25 years, it's me, myself and I, I am the leader. I should know I should have the answer. I, 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 I which is 100% the wrong direction. 100% the wrong direction. It's we, we, we have a problem. We have to figure it out. We have to look at it. We have to unpack this. We have to solve it together.
2: I love it, Amelia. You, you just went on mute. I don't know if you did that on purpose or not, but uh, you're absolutely right. Everybody that says it's me, 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 and I'm self-made, it's BS because nobody's really self-made because they have support staff, they have customers, they have clients, they have people around them to help them grow. And I'm going to highlight something that you said uh, is, and it's, it's that quote that says uh, that we find comfort among those who agree with us, but we really only find growth amongst those who don't. And why is that? Because we're, there's a conflict there. There's, there's opposing ideas and opposing thoughts. And only by having that spirited debate, that healthy debate that we're lose that we've lost in society uh, and of course being, being, um, <laughs> being exemplified by all our politicians these days uh, we've lost the the, the ability to, to 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 have that uh spirited debate of uh, on opposing sides to get to a, a middle ground or to get to at least an understanding even if you don't agree with the other position and we're missing that so we're missing that conflict uh, uh resolution even as adults and and the further we get away from that and our children uh, are getting away from that learning that conflict resolution, the the bigger our problems are going to get, right? And we need to understand that conflict is part of life. Um, there's a saying that I'm going to go to, uh, and and it's this: that strong men, and when I say men, by the way, women as well. But the, the quote is: strong men create good times. Good times create good. Uh, good times create weak men. Weak men create sh- uh, bad times, and then the cycle starts again. Uh, so conflict and conflict resolution and having those spirited debates and spirited conversations are really the secret of advancing anything, whether it be a business, whether it be a relationship, friendship, whatever it is, you need to have conflict because otherwise things just go stagnant anyway, right? So you always need that. Um, Amelia, I don't, there you are.
1: Yeah, it's because my phone keeps ringing off the hook. That's why it keeps flipping over. So I, forgive me, but other people no no worries. The
2: secret, the secret to that is just put it on sleep mode. Swipe down off your screen and you can also put it on sleep mode. That way that your phone won't ring.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much for that. You're I love that welcome. little fun fact. Well, and, and, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm Super Mario is, is putting in the chat, he was saying that, you know, it's because we want to be able to fit in. And I would like you to think about the last dinner party that you went to. Like, go think about your last get together with you and your little group. Who remembers the person who fit in? like that overly super nice, I'm going to just be like, uh, you know, over people pleaser. Those are the people who get unnoticed, right? But trust me, the one who created conflict, the one who sparked the conversation, the one who said, you know, I hear what you're saying, but I disagree, and here's why. See, that person you remember. You remember people who have an opinion that that opinion is supported by a myriad of experiences, right? And so when you just think about this for a second. So when I say to you, when somebody says to me, well, Amelia, I disagree with you. And I go, okay, share more, tell, tell me more about that. And they go, because, well, okay, right. See, you're, you're really not leaning in, right. You're just giving me fluff versus the person who comes to me and says, I disagree with you. This is why I disagree with you. Here's my experience. And here's where I see we're on opposing sides. So that I can then join you and go, wow, that's really interesting. Because now I'm thinking, I'm engaged and I'm growing. Doesn't mean that I'm automatically going to agree, but I can see you and see you more clearly, which means is now allowing me to build respect. So fitting in is never serving you. Uh, fitting I... in is causing you to be a doormat, right? I Absolutely. always say, and, and 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 there was a huge uh, starting to cut you off, Tony. There was a huge, because just because you touched on men and women, and that's also happens to be one of my other things. I think that we've done a huge disservice to men, but that's 100
2: And to women, to be honest with you, it's yeah, hurting it, both sides. This, yeah, listen, this... It's,
1: a, it's a vicious cycle. It's a it, vicious it really cycle. is. Um, but I wanted to, wanted to say was that there was a survey that was done um, in, I think it was men's health. That could be a lie, but I think it was men, men's health. And it. It pulled like 5,000 men and they asked them, what is the number one um, value driver in a relationship with them? What is the number one ingredient for them? For women, love. For men, respect. They would take respect over love. And I think that's important to understand in the human dynamic of how much respect plays a role. For women, respect is the gateway to trust, right? And so if you don't understand that when you just, I don't know, just people please, you're not putting yourself in the position to earn respect. And if you don't earn respect, how are you going to engage in love? That
2: is so true, Amelia, and I just—I'm just, just going to add to that just for a second. I don't want to interrupt your stream, but there's a friend of mine that says if everybody loves you, you've got a serious problem, right? Which means you're not—you're not—you're not ruffling any feathers, which means you're not really making that much of an impact. And I just want to point out, and I thought this was amusing. The minute we started speaking about men and women and, and that thing, we literally dropped like twenty-five people from from uh, from our, our uh, from the listeners. And I just find that interesting because. So many people are triggered and affected by words and everything else. But the reality of it is we all need to have the courage to stand up and have those difficult conversations, even if people don't want to listen to them right, because those conversations need to be had, that civil discourse needs to be had, you need to hear opposing sides of a conversation in order to grow. And I just thought I'd, I, you know, but it takes courage. And again, if everybody likes you, you have a serious problem. That means you're pandering to everyone. And you're not being true to yourself. And you're not speaking the words that are in your heart and, and what you know, or believe to be true. And, and those are the changemakers, the people that are ruffling feathers the Elon Musk's that was everybody's sweetheart until he wasn't. Right, because he ruffled the wrong feathers. Uh, we can go on to Donald Trump. He was everybody's sweetheart too. You may not have liked him as a person, but everybody was hanging on him until they weren't. So, everyone that that's a real change maker. We can go back in history, and everybody.
1: Tony, Tony I love you, but I don't think anybody would describe Trump in the top one hundred adjectives as sweetheart. No, 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 uh, of course, I, listen, I, no, no, I know no. Per- I, I know him personally, sweetheart does not what comes No, to no, mind, no, it but- doesn't. And what
2: what I mean, what I mean by sweetheart, he was everybody's donor and everybody liked him, right? I know he wasn't anybody's sweetheart. That was the wrong choice of words. And I'm just, I'm, look, I'm just pulling some of the most, uh, some of the yeah. people that are most on the news right now that are now the the new, the, you know, the, the, or the villain where before they weren't that person's villain, even if they were that, they were mastermind right. of some sort. But I'm but, talking but, about, but, if you look back in history, yeah. anybody who's really made a difference pushed beyond their limits had those uncomfortable conversations and said and did things that were unpopular right yes, and but here what, we are but what Listen. I'm trying
1: to, what I'm trying to do here is point out the behaviorism of mass society right and what I, and, and to be able to internalize that for the individual who's listening when you are on top when you're on the top of your game you will always have popularity right? You see, it does it sports? You can use Trump if you want. When you're on the top of your game, that's when it's easy. That's why everybody loves you when you're on the top. But when you're on the bottom, when you're unpopular, that is where you get the clarity of where you're really in alignment. That's how I started this segment, is saying that during conflict, you get to see who people really are, what they really, really believe, and what they think of you because when things get sticky and difficult, majority of people will discard you. They'll, they'll literally leave you out to dry because they're like, well, not my friend. Nope, don't know them. I never, don't know them, never saw them, never was with them, denial, 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 denial. But when you're on top of your game, then people are like, oh yeah, we're best friends. I can't even tell you how, how many times when I'm in the news, how people say they're my best friend. However, when I'm standing at the funeral, where the hell are you, right? And so I want you to understand that humans, not that they have ill intent, they follow the flow of easiness. Easiness. But if you surround yourself with easiness, you will never live in the truth. And because you don't live in the truth, you get hurt. You get hurt because you put value on them when they don't value you. Sandra Bullock said something, I'm gonna really try hard not to botch this, but they were like, why would you be hurt on somebody who doesn't even care about you? You care and therefore through caring you feel hurt, but you're honoring that hurt and the other person doesn't care. And that cycle happens when you try to be everybody's friend, when you try to be so accommodating, when you just try to cause zero conflict without understanding that as humans, we're designed to create conflict. And the reason why people all opted out when we got into male and female is because people are uncomfortable in understanding the dynamics between the two species, right? What do you need? What do I need? And how do we learn about each other? That scares the hell out of people. But without understanding, I have no baseline on how to serve you. The only way I can serve you is if I invest the time to get to know you. And the only way I know to invest time to get to know you is if you can show me a glimpse of who you are. So disagreeing with me actually That's not gonna make me go away. Disagreeing me is going to trigger my curiosity to go, well, why? What experience do you have that I don't have so I can better understand you?
5: You know, Amelia, just continue to talk about this. What comes up is thinking about growing up, how we would watch superhero uh, shows and when they would first initially meet each other, there would be conflict because they didn't understand each other's powers, but somewhere in, in the middle of the conflict, they would see that they were both good and find ways to utilize the good to fight together. But there always initially was a conflict because their powers were not the same and they didn't understand each other. Right, They would always talk about who their people were. They would always talk about where they come from or what they're fighting against. And once they had understanding, now they could move together. And we started to see more uh, Marvel films where the superheroes were together, not in a individual place. Uh, You have shows, uh, movies like The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right? You see people start to come together to uh, defend evil together. And even on the enemy side, they would come together to fight good. And that is what conflict is, what what you're talking about now. So it's really us getting an understanding of what's really going on and what's really happening. What you say, Amelia, what you see happening is not what's really happening.
1: It, and it never is. I just wanna address, so um, Rolanda is in the background and she's saying not, everybody. So I want to make sure I'm listening correctly to what she's saying, everybody. Rolanda, are you saying not everybody has conflict? I totally agree. She's saying don't use generalities. I'm with you. 100% generalities um, can cause us stupor- to because there is specificness to every single human. I'm just generally speaking about conflict. And I believe personally that everybody um, will face conflict
4: somehow, some way uh, while they're here on earth. So I no, Amelia misunderstanding. I misunderstanding yeah i totally agree with you and i'm i'm just enthralled with the conversation i agree with you on that that was not and good morning everybody good morning uh, good morning <laughs> how are you today i'm really enjoying this that was not uh targeted to you that was for the gentleman who was saying everybody loves trump everybody thought he was a sweetheart and i was just asking him and i was just saying gotcha Man, everybody gotcha, gotcha, question mark gotcha. sweetheart question generalization. mark question <laughs> And yes, I just but, said, please just watch the generalities. By the way, uh-huh. I was just bringing Thank that up that. to
2: bring up the most polarizing people uh, that are out there. That again, people like and people hate. And but it's there's... not
4: everybody. But not everybody. Well, listen, and I can stand stand. Not as everybody
2: stand. likes water. Not everybody likes a exactly. lot of different so things. Exactly. There,
4: so therefore, we don't say everybody does. Okay. That was well, my only you know, point, my dear. Yes, that's is... all. No, that's wonderful. No, that I and, I, I and agree. I'm always. But I'm Amelia, always... I totally agree with what you're saying. I you know that I also disagree with the the thing that. That the gentleman was saying about uh, if you have people who like you, then you um, and basically that that you haven't done anything no, or that you on. aren't anybody. I, I, I just, I, I'm I just, just gonna say that statement gonna, again, yeah, but that another one Let me just jump in, in and
2: and, and hit that because it I believe that 100. percent If everyone likes you, everyone in your life you're not
4: likes doing you. Something right or something. If yeah.
2: everyone likes you, then you've got a serious problem because listen and. If you don't have any critics, you're not you're not making enough of an impact. And and listen, by the way, there's somebody in your life that doesn't like something you've done. That's just the way it is. So it's inevitable. Yeah,
4: that, but uh, but I don't think it's I don't think it's reality to say that everyone likes any one person. That's well, that's generality. what I'm
2: saying. If everybody likes you, then you've got a serious problem. That's right, what I'm because, saying. Not not if well, people you like you. Heck, to- everybody wants to be liked, and I want to be liked as well. Yet I know that today I've ruffled some feathers just by bringing up a name.
4: Right? I think <laughs> if you I think if you want everyone to like you, you have a problem because I think it's unrealistic to believe that everybody likes well, you. And that's why that you got, got a problem. It. What I would love
1: you. to do, Rolanda, is release that myth from the world. I, I would hope that we'll get to the point where we stop saying I want to strive for other people to like me. Absolutely. I would like That's where I the want, problem is. Yes. I'm liking you. I want you to, Hang on, Tony, hold on. I really wanna land this. Yeah. I think the better question for all humans is to say, do you like you? And if you like you, why? And to ask yourself, is there something I could do better than I did yesterday? I think the external validation that we have put into our society which opens up comparison thinking and all that other crap has hurt us so much to a point where our young people and when i say young people i'm talking 20 somethings and younger are so hungry for this outside validation my
4: heart hurts
1: my heart hurts
4: yep you're absolutely right and it all starts with the likes you know followers likes and all the filters and it's just i i i'm just as concerned as you are amelia absolutely and i and i really appreciate your bringing that up because it is that myth that you have to be liked by everybody if that is what you are feeling then you're you're, you're behind the eight ball already because that's not life and that's not reality and we're not in high school so right. and i
1: think that that's a teaching yeah. thing i mean so absolutely. for myself inside corporate america as we're bringing designing genius into the gig economy and the remote worker Part of that is empowering the individual so that if you bring me something, if we're on a team and you come to show me your work because I'm your teammate, the very first thing I need to understand is, are you proud of it? Not putting me in the parent role. We have so much parent role inside our companies. It's insane. It's insane how we've developed this relationship. And again, marketing into looking for seeking that approval versus saying, listen, I was asked to work on this. This is my very best. And now I would like to share it with you so we can then take it to brilliance right together. But to understand the emotional attachment unlocks so much in team building, because if I can, if you come to me and you show me something and I go, Is this your, before I look at it, is this your very best? Giving somebody the opportunity to take another pass at it and another pass at it, so that when they come and go, this is my best, I don't even need to check it because they have checked themselves. And what that does for an individual is an empowerment and confidence from within. We have to stop letting our ego allow us to be the greater of pass or fail, right? Good or not good right? We are repeating childhood trauma when we do that inside of our relationships. If you love it, then I respect and love it too, right? And I think that this is something that we're trying to unwind is the parent-child relationship that's inside of our teams. Hey,
3: Amelia, can I ask you a question on that? Sure. For a clarity of Uh, Is it like, uh, uh, hopefully I can formulate the words that I'm trying to, but this is Super Mario, but like, is it a balance of being an employee of providing your best work, but also accepting that um, just because it's your best work, you know, like you said, of having that acceptance from the leader or manager over and and then critiquing it, right. And understanding that that's just maybe their preference. And also as a leader manager, understanding that of balancing of over critiquing, in terms of hoping to not build as much resentment, but also pushing to pull out the best work as well. Is it like, is it kind of like a balance on both sides to have a, a good team of getting that self awareness?
1: I think that's a great. I think thank you, Super Mario. Uh, two things. One, and this is Amelia's opinion. This is my plain old opinion. I got no facts to support it. I think that the best leaders of all time are mentors. They're mentors. If you bring me something, you're bringing it to me for me to contribute beyond your thinking. My job is to take it a step farther to enrich it into something that isn't presently there. I'm a contributor as your mentor. Have you thought about this? Have you considered that? What about, right? It's not to say my way is right and your way is wrong or that my way is more valuable and yours is less. The ability for a mentor to have impact on you is to open up your thinking and then to guide you into the outcome, right? So if you bring me something and I contribute new thinking to it, and then you come to the conclusion you wanna go back and add that additional value, so be it. But if you stand your position, so be it too. We have to get away from short-term successes and long-term gains because we're building a team of champions, not individual champions. Because if you build individual champions, you're at risk at your team and your company versus a team of champions that adds more value. But again, that's the belief system of the CEO, that's the belief system of the company, of how they want to build their people. I'm sharing my personal opinion on how to do that.